question the important issues of today and try to find a sort of spiritual connection? Welcome to Religious Faith and the Public Square with Father John Holloman as your host. Religion deals with the most fundamental issues humans face. There are arguments for and against the existence of God, where religion belongs in everyday life and a number of questions left unanswered. This is where it all gets discovered. Now, here is Father John Holloman. Good day to you. I hope all those who had a vacation this past weekend um, had a pleasant one. I'm going to talk about something today that um, has been uh, a puzzle for some time now, but I think it's made sense of it. In a recently published book entitled Resurrecting the Idea of a Christian Society, R.R. Reno, who is editor of Springs Magazine, makes a case for explaining some of the social phenomena operative in our American society today that perplex and unsettle many. To my way of thinking, he provides some excellent insights into what is happening and why. This is too important to rush through. I do not think we can do justice to this thesis, to his thesis in just one hour, so I divided it into two parts. Stay tuned for part two next week. He begins with the assertion that the crisis we face in this country is deeper than any analysis of economic or educational inequalities can yield. Quote, is a crisis of declining trust and stability, lost solidarity and permanence. Fleshing out that assertion, is what I want to be attempting to do in this series of talks. In brief, we have bought into the Horatio Alger myth of the self-made person who can pull himself up by his own bootstraps, as it were, and aspire to an individualism which is self-sufficient. To put it crudely, we aspire to be the lone hero of so many movies who wins out against incredible odds. James Bond is one fictional character that comes to mind. We've bought into a fantasy world. Reno begins with a question he got from the poet T.S. Eliot's essay, The Idea of a Christian Society, published in 1939 on the eve of World War II. The question is this. Would the West seek a Christian future or a pagan one? We are still wrestling with that question today, and the stakes are quite high. What is happening is that we are devolving into a two-class society. The diminishing middle class is being replaced by an elite 1% of the population, which are highly educated, wealthy, and successful in the world's terms. And then there's all the rest who lead troubled lives and or are dependent on government assistance to get through life. I'm quoting Reno here. I sense that we are leaving behind the democratic era and heading towards a meritocratic one, end quote. The first group possesses the reins of power based on accomplishments and achievements instead of popular assent. The others are increasingly plagued by drug or other addictive behaviors, violence, poor health derived from unhealthy habits, and so forth. They become the losers of the disparity. Development has been driven by a mistaken view of freedom as consisting of unimpeded choice and self-definition. It might be noted at this point that Reno's description of the two-class population perfectly matches that of the ancient world where pagan religion was used to justify the social status quo, except that the elite were leaders due to their noble or royal status rather than their merits. 
The Judeo-Christian traditions always insisted that God takes special care of the weak, the marginalized and disenfranchised members of society. And therefore, believers have a special obligation to help them. Reno's assertion is that recovering our Christian society can reverse the trend, not by dominating things, but by speaking up in the public square, making their presence felt. Today's poverty, insists, is more moral and spiritual than economic. The American dream is shaped by the idea that our destiny as individuals is not fixed at birth. We are free to make or break our future. And I must, must say my own father sort of fits that description. Uh, he grew up in very poor circumstances, ran away from home in the eighth grade. Um, rode the rails, as it were, to catching freight trains that eventually landed him in Detroit. And he got a job at a factory for five cents an hour. This was back before World War I. Um, and he went to night school and lived on milk and crackers for eight years to get a degree in accounting. Once he had that degree, he went to work for a beneficial finance corporation, which still exists, still around. Um, his job was to go and drop in on their offices around the country. And in this case, he was centered, centered in California um, and do a spot audit of the office's books. Um, and finally, um, he met my mother, they got married and left and came back to um, the South. They were both from the South originally. And um, dad went into business for himself and um, my mother went into business for herself unusual in those days um, so that um, he ended up being uh, reasonably well off financially so he's something of that uh, Horatio Alger ideal he embodied it um, <clears throat> the problem begins when we set out to eliminate anything that stands in the way of our freedom. Discrimination has become a dirty word in our lexicon because in the past it has been associated with arbitrary views, such as the superiority of one race over another. Yet no one objects when in our day, today work, we discriminate between good work and bad work, between a good product and a faulty one. There is a certain subjectivity in such decisions, but they are not viewed as being arbitrary. However, we now have some extended, uh, some have extended the idea of arbitrariness to its logical conclusion. Nothing should determine our destiny, not even biology. A person's sex should not determine his or her choice of sexual partners nor should there be any civil or social liabilities as a consequence of their choices. With the gay rights movement achieving their goal, the campaign has been expanded to transgendered persons, who insist that their anatomy not be allowed to determine whether they live as male or female. Chromosomes are an arbitrary line to draw in the sand. What next? That has already been decided. Mortality may be socially constructed. Some people do. So euthanasia and abortion should be allowed. We've arrived at the absurdity of demanding that there be no limits to our freedom, 
American commitment has evolved into freedom above all else. But that makes it a cult of freedom. In Reno's words, unless we're ready to propose an end or purpose for freedom, to seek and serve, we'll end up saying that freedom is for the sake of freedom. The American dream thus turns into a totalitarian nightmare of political power marshaled to subdue everything, everything that is except freedom. In this scenario, equality becomes a test for freedom. Unequal outcomes suggest that someone has been treated unfairly. This brings us to multiculturalism, which the Webster Dictionary defines as, quote, the policy or practice of giving equal attention or representation to the cultural needs and contributions of all the groups in society. Special emphasis may be given to minority groups underrepresented in the past as through bilingual education, end quote. Now, a classic example would be an institution of higher education making a special effort to recruit students from minority groups that have been underrepresented in the past. According to Reno, quote, multiculturalism is best understood as an egalitarian cultural therapy, end quote. Which means that far from an anti-American perversion, multiculturalism serves the American dream. Everyone must have the greatest possible freedom to make his own future. That is why members of the elite class can approve of the practice since it caters in their dream of freedom as well. It caters to their free dream of freedom as well. Unlimited freedom must be protected at all costs. Ultimately, this means denouncing Western culture itself since it has social norms that control us. Since these norms were fostered by Christianity, that too must be renounced. Thus we can see how relativism, which I talked about two weeks ago, and multiculturalism are closely related. Each generation and every individual must be free to define moral truth for himself or herself. Allowing someone or some institution like the church to limit our own standard of behavior is abhorrent for those who have been converted to relativism. This does not mean they have no restrictions at all upon behavior such as smoking, recycling, and global warming. These are pragmatic conditions backed by scientific research for the sound and smooth functioning of our modern society. They do not interfere with our internal freedom to establish moral norms just in ourselves. Now, in the name of a greater freedom, it is necessary to establish ever larger government, more coercive laws, and a culture of denunciation and censure. In the end, the American dream, taken to its logical conclusion, contradicts itself by establishing a coercive government to promote freedom. In other words, in Reno's words, quote, we must limit freedom for the sake of freedom, end quote. The dream of freedom requires ever more dramatic interventions. The cutting edge of this mindset would have us seek freedom even from human nature itself. The promise of life without limits can be intoxicating. Already we hear such statements as gender being assigned, a birth, being assigned at birth. So we're not confined to stereotypes about maleness or femaleness. To a certain extent, we even seek freedom from mortality. By willing one's death with doctor-assisted suicide rather than by suffering it. Now... Nature and reality resist such human attempts to define them. We need to be reminded that freedom is never simply something for, for, from something, but for something. 
Freedom must have a purpose, a goal. It can never be an end in itself. Americans too easily confuse authority with authoritarian rather than authoritative. The authoritarian use of power is arbitrary, not the authoritative. If one wants to be a better football player, you wouldn't hesitate to consult with Bear Bryant or more recently Nick Saban since they have well established their knowledge of and insights into the game. In the New Testament, the crowds exclaimed that Jesus spoke with authority, not as the scribes and Pharisees. In other words, he was authoritative in matters spiritual rather than authoritarian. Another way of describing this is to speak of legitimate authority. Reno contends that, quote, the democratic ideal makes legitimate authority essential. In its most effective forms, legitimate authority issues commands we accept and internalize, taking responsibility for pressing them forward, end quote. Freedom is at its best when it serves truths freely held. When we bind ourselves to something worth serving, Freedom is worthwhile only when it is serving others, be it family, town, city, or state. The idea of unlimited freedom to do as we please is essentially egocentric. It cannot tolerate dissent. That is why I've entitled this series Social Suicide. If we do not take a stand against what is happening, we are complicit the suicidal tendencies all too prevalent in our culture today. I think we've got a break coming up, so I will see you shortly. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com As a Catholic or non-Catholic, would you be interested in knowing more about the faith? We have a large selection of books in various categories from apologetics to spirituality. CDs and DVDs are also available, as well as handcrafted rosaries. In short, we are a resource for seekers. If we do not have what you are looking for, give us a call and we will try to find it for you. Visit DefendingTheCatholicFaith.com to find out more or call us at 251-317-3977. That's DefendingTheCatholicFaith.com. Are you satisfied with your life? Do you know that more should be possible? Listen for the Access Consciousness Radio Show with the creators of Access, Gary Douglas and Dr. Dane here. Our program offers pragmatic tools to change things in your life that you haven't been able to change until now. What if all of life could come to you with ease, joy, and glory? Tune in to Access Consciousness Thursdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Empowerment. Who are you, really? Are you the person you want to be, or are you the person that others want you to be? Think about that. We don't always recognize our gifts and potential because we stick to old methods of being and do what others in our lives tell us. It's time to break through. Listen for Rediscovering the Magic of Being with Marja. Each program connects you back to whom you were meant to be every Tuesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time and 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Tune in. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. You are tuned into Religious Faith and the Public Square with Father John Holloman. To reach the program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to defendingcatholicfaith at gmail.com. Now, back to Religious Faith and the Public Square. Welcome back. Um, 
I don't know what you think of uh, Reno's ideas, but um, I think uh, it's it's not a council of despair. Uh, it's a call to courage and to action. Um, we need to push back against uh, the coercive attempts to make freedom the be-all and end-all of existence. And next, certainly next week, I'll begin to talk about um, how we can move forward to make this happen. What we've had today is just a kind of a diagnosis of the malaise, which seems to be plaguing us. And um, I think one good example of the um, coercive uh, environment that has been created is all of the uh, denunciations about inappropriate sexual behavior of various public figures. Now, I'm not saying that that's I'm approving of their behavior or not at all. I'm just saying that um, people have felt it necessary to go public in order to get their point over and be taken seriously. Well, I think um, the Christian perspective also has a valid agenda to uh, put forward. And there are still people in this country who care about the less fortunate. Um, we have all kinds of charities that try to help them out. But increasingly, the charities are becoming under fire for standing up for um, well-established Christian doctrines. Example being the um, Little Sisters of the Poor, which is a religious order of nuns who devote their lives to giving um, nursing home environment to indigent people who are aged and um, maybe perhaps living alone. Um, if they are truly indigent, there is a income test, uh, which they adhere to rather rigidly. You can be taken in, in, into one of their nursing homes and be assured of first-rate care for the rest of your life. But um, the Obama administration we came out with the so-called Obamacare bill uh, mandated that um, employers had to include in their insurance for their employees a provision for um, birth control and even for abortion. And the Sisters of the Poor said we can't um, abide by that. So it was fought in the courts back and forth and all the way up to the Supreme Court which kind of kicked the ball back to the lower courts saying um, we didn't want to make a decision on this one. You guys handled it. Well, in the meantime, there was a change in administration and the um, Trump administration, the Department of Justice worked out a compromise whereby uh, religious organizations like the Little Sisters of the Poor could be exempted from that mandate. Now there are two governors um, 
whose states are going to sue uh, the federal government for allowing that um, exemption. So the debate goes on. Um, from what I understand, what I've heard from one of the sisters, um, the if this mandate is not relented for religious organization like theirs, they're ready to pull it and go back to France. Um, that would mean the loss of um, geriatric care for a huge number of people. They have nursing homes all over the country. And uh, I certainly hope it never comes to that. There's got to be some kind of uh, accommodation that um, we can come to. Um, But another example would be that um, in several states, Catholic Charities has been forced to uh, simply um, close down their adoptive services uh, because they will not place children with um, same-sex parents. And they think that's for the good of the children not just uh, some kind of judgmental um, thing on uh, same-sex marriage. So there's a lot at stake. I think Reno has helped me at least to get some insight into what's really going on and why it's going on. Um, And I think it's a, it's a call to awareness that um, we have tried to make human freedom um, <clears throat> to the exclusion of everything else. Um, a be-all and end-all. It's it's really been ele elevated to the status of, of a deity. That um, it takes precedence over everything. I think we all know. Certainly, anybody who's ever played football knows that there are limits to what you can do if you want to win the game. You can't just go around um, putting other players out of action deliberately. Uh, and some football players have been caught for trying to do that. Um, There has to be a certain amount of self-discipline in our lives. And we can't just um, say, well, it's my life, I ought to be able to do what I want to with it. Well, some people want to go around and make their living um, robbing other people. I think we, we, we agree that that's not a a conduct norm that should be sanctioned. So our laws don't just uh, restrict behavior. I mean, most societies have had um, 
restrictions against murder from the beginning of time. It doesn't seem to have ever stopped many people from doing it. Um, particularly now that um, a lot of social norms have been dropped and people are much more casual about human life than they have been quite some time. Um, but without discipline, we end up going nowhere, or we end up going down the tubes. And I think a lot of people are beginning to realize that there has to be some restrictions on freedom in order to make freedom work. Um, we, we can't make it an end in itself. Or we start um, going into um, all kinds of behavior that's counterproductive and certainly antisocial. Well, we're coming up to another break here. So um, I'll give you a few minutes to think about that so that we can um, perhaps have some questions put out to uh, answer. Let's go to the break. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com As a Catholic or non-Catholic, would you be interested in knowing more about the faith? We have a large selection of books in various categories from apologetics to spirituality. CDs and DVDs are also available, as well as handcrafted rosaries. In short, we are a resource for seekers. If we do not have what you are looking for, give us a call and we will try to find it for you. Visit DefendingTheCatholicFaith.com to find out more or call us at 251-317-3977. That's DefendingTheCatholicFaith.com. The White House Doctor makes house calls. Listen every week for House Calls with Dr. Connie Mariano. Dr. Connie has served as the White House physician under three U.S. presidents. Now she joins the Voice America Empowerment Channel to help you enrich yourself physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Our guests will include professionals from a variety of fields who will bring you tips that you can apply to your own life. Listen for House Calls with Dr. Connie every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You are tuned into Religious Faith and the Public Square with Father John Holloman. To reach the program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to defendingcatholicfaith at gmail.com. Now, back to Religious Faith and the Public Square. Hello, I'm back. And I'll just simply say something about uh, Mr. Reno's evaluation here. What he contends is that uh, the elite class that's emerging from all this um, is really a kind of cultural war on the underclass that's developing. Um, all of this rhetoric about freedom in the end is only going to benefit them because they have the education, the money, the political influence um, to make things happen their way. Um, 
One example is the recent debate about campaign financing and restricting that so that a person with um, moneyed backers does not have an advantage over those who are running on a shoestring as a budget, as it were. Um, so they want to restrict um, how much money can be donated to any given campaign. But we all know that money just donated to the campaign, which can give oneself a, an advantage if you've got lots of it. But that has been shown not to always work. The most recent um, presidential campaign, millions of dollars were spent on both sides uh, to get their candidate elected. But I think the Democrats spent more than the Republicans did. So, um, just having the money to to blanket the airwaves with 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 ads um, is only one part of the equation. Um, It's still possible to get elected uh, with with less money. An example of that too would be the most recent primary and uh, special election for senator in Alabama. Um, the Democratic candidate was really fighting an uphill battle. Uh, until um, uh, a lot of complaints about Judge Moore's behavior in the past came to the fore. And even though he had more money to spend, um, the Democrat won. And I don't think it was just because of money. I think it was because of uh, Judge Moore's previous controversial stand that he's taken. I think he was perceived by the electorate as being more too controversial. And while he denied all the allegations made against him, it still made him a controversial figure. And I think the consensus was that he couldn't really be of help to our state if he got into that job. That um, he was always going to be controversial and counterproductive for the state. Um, whether one believes the allegations made against him or not. So, who knows? Um, At some point, we've got to decide what is um, the whole relativist multicultural movement uh, wants to insist that. Um, Anything that contradicts their thesis uh, should be discredited. And certainly they have a right to, to think that. But to try and enforce that on the rest of us strikes me as being counterproductive. Um, we've got to come up with a more um, a less egocentric 
platform, then um, the multicultural party uh, would like to see us have. Um, in the end, I, I trust that um, common sense can prevail because we're the Unlimited Freedom Party, you might want to call it that. Um, wants to overlook a lot of um, givens such as male and female that there is a legitimate distinction between the two doesn't always have to be um, cornered by bias um And a lot of just letting letting the public know, I think, can make up for some of this conviction that we've got to be um, governed by this ideal of unlimited freedom. Well, we have a second break coming up, and I'll be back with you in a few minutes. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. As a Catholic or non-Catholic, would you be interested in knowing more about the faith? We have a large selection of books in various categories from apologetics to spirituality. CDs and DVDs are also available, as well as handcrafted rosaries. In short, we are a resource for seekers. If we do not have what you are looking for, give us a call and we will try to find it for you. Visit DefendingTheCatholicFaith.com to find out more or call us at 251-317-3977. That's DefendingTheCatholicFaith.com. When you learn to see things from a spiritual perspective, it changes the way you see virtually everything in your life. Listen for Dr. Paula Joyce and her program, Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Our program will help you get rid of the negative aspects of your life and invite love, joy, and prosperity into your life. Turn that negative feeling into a positive one. Tune in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Tuned into Religious Faith and the Public Square with Father John Holloman. To reach the program today, please call 1 888 346 9141. That's 1 888 346 9141. You may also send an email to defendingcatholicfaith at gmail.com. Now, back to Religious Faith and the Public Square. Hello again. Now, I'll be talking more about Reno, uh, Reno and Caesars next week. Um, he goes into to depth to what he's talking about, giving examples of all this stuff. Um, he uses two social scientists who in some ways um, have a very different approach to this problem, but they end up coming up with a similar picture of the developing underclass in the country and the development of an elitist class. Um, and I think this is something that shouldn't be just of interest for Christians. Uh, I think we need to show that um, 
Christianity for all of its fractured nature, so many different denominations, does have something to offer, something worthwhile to offer to this debate. And that's why I've entitled my whole show uh, Religious Faith and the Public Square. <coughs> because <coughs> um, I think it has a worthwhile point to make and a reminder that um, self-sacrifice is something which is essential to any society. It can't be all just about what I want. Um, and we see that most clearly in the armed services, people who are risking their lives, really, uh, for our country. And that um, they've certainly put a lot of constraints on their life. They'd love to be having uh, time with their families and time with um, and people that they can relate to and not living under the constant tension of being a target. But they feel that it's worth it. And I think we've got to an obligation to see to it that it is worth it. And we have to be careful that we don't let the um, train get off the tracks here which if this um, tendency goes unchecked, um, could very well um, lead to that result. Um, one thinks of that um, train that derailed up in Washington State uh, it was the first maiden run of a high-speed train, supposed to get people around faster. But um, they showed that uh, the tracks hadn't been modernized for that purpose, and the train was going way too fast when it hit that curve. And I think we need to... Uh, understand that our, our train of state, as it were, can get too hyped up and, and too distracted by um, debates that need to be governed by common sense. Um, <clears throat> At this point, I would love to have some questions to answer. No one has ever called one in. Um, but I'll be revisiting this question next week and <clears throat> showing uh, exactly the, the mechanics of what's going on. I don't think that the prognosis needs to be um, downbeat. We still have enough vitality, I think, in our democracy to weather challenges like this. And that's why we need to have a public square and a place for all voices who can make a case for their position, um, have something to say about it. Because a lot is at stake. And we can get too um, caught up in our projects 
so that we end up going off the rails. And that's where I think the religious dimension of life has something to offer. Um, unfortunately, the object of religion is really unanswerable questions. Um, science can only answer the what and the how, not the big why questions. Why something rather than nothing is a religious question that science can't touch with a 10-foot pole. But because it is so um, numinous and difficult to, to grasp with our mind which wants to analyze everything into, into parts, um, we come up with different answers. That's why we have so much different diversity of religions in the world. But I think each of them has um, a certain um, note of truth about them. And it's the idea of the, 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 the ecumenical movement to try and find out what those ideas in common might be so that we can um, make a more plausible contribution to the society at large. Well, that's all I have to offer for today. I hope you have a happy new year. And that's something that we can all celebrate the, the promise of a new year and the hope that it can be better than the last one. So I will say uh, good year to you all. And may it be um, a blessed one. For tuning into Religious Faith and the Public Square, please join Father John Holloman again next Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We hope you have a very good week.